Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by the legendary Daryl Ray. Daryl is weighing in on the recent court case. Actually, it was 2018 court case uh, or incident in California, and Henry Gracie ended up getting involved with it. A gentleman uh, was paralyzed. White belt was paralyzed after rolling with the black belt, and there was a uh, court case, which has gotten a lot of attention in the jujitsu world recently, and Daryl was able to chime in on that today. If you are a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. We are now joined by Daryl Ray. Daryl, you have had a chance to review the case regarding the the guy's name is Jack Greener, was a white belt in California in 2018. He was rolling with a jujitsu black belt and he he basically broke his neck. He ended up getting $46 million for it, but Henner Gracie is getting a lot of flack from the jiu-jitsu community about this. Daryl, you were able to review the case. What are your thoughts? What is it that happened? What are your thoughts on the case? Okay, so let's just break it down. We're both jiu-jitsu practitioners. I mean, I fell in love with jiu-jitsu when I got beat on national television by, uh, he was a purple belt at the time, and I lost to an arm bar, which... I was in guard. He was elbowing me in the head, and I was like, oh, shit, I need to get out of here. So what I did wrong was I put both of my hands on his chest, and I pushed, but I didn't know how easy it is to get armbarred that way until now. Mm. So what he did was he collected my wrists and my elbow, and he shot him forward as he twisted his hips up. Next thing you know, I'm on my stomach. I'm fighting it. My arm went tick, 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 tick. My arm was hurt for three months after that, by the way. And that's when I was like, oh, my God, 
striking isn't everything. Mm. So that's when I was like, well, time to learn jiu-jitsu. So I learned from a 10-year brown belt and Japanese jiu-jitsu. So my, my first instructor was a Japanese jiu-jitsu practitioner. My second instructor was from uh, Team Fight, F-Y-T-E, and for all the old-timers, they'll know exactly what team that was. And it was a Sambo instructor. And I couldn't believe how much I loved V-Bars and Ankle Locks after that. So it's so hard to say what's better, Sambo or Jiu-Jitsu. I mean, you can make a case for both. Okay. But anyway, so while my instructor was teaching us, you know, 10-year brown belt, right? He would never put us in a situation to where he was offensive. So we always had to be on offense, and then he would show us how easy it was to tap us while he was on defense. You know what that mitigates? Injury. Mm, okay. You see what I mean? So I took a lot from that, right? So I've been instructed seven years in jiu-jitsu. Even if I was to take someone and roll with them today, like – I'm pretty good at jujitsu. I don't care who don't think I am. Just come roll with me right now while I'm in the greatest shape of my life, and I'll prove it to you. Um, I would do the same thing. I would say, tap me out, and then I would move around. And if we're doing drills or live rolling, well, for one, a black belt should never live roll with a white belt. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. You don't live roll with someone like that. I would never live roll with anyone. Even to this day, like, if me and you were to roll right now, it ain't 100%. It's not even 50%. I want to tap you going as slow as I can because I want to rub it in your face. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. But not maliciously. Like, to show you, like, look, it don't take force. It only takes technique. And I do the same thing when I'm sparring. I'm teaching people striking. We don't go 100. That's what you fight for. You don't see NFL teams going out there going 100. If you did. You would have played on Sunday. So that's exactly what happened in this situation. And I'm disgusted beyond belief after I watched it, read everything. So what happened was the black belt took the white belt back. Why not just flatten them out? Like showing what, like how technique is. He was trying, cause he was smaller than the white, the white belt. So he was trying to show him something cool, mm. but it ain't time for a white belt to learn something cool. You know what I mean? You got to get the blue belt at least before a black belt can be like, look, now I'm going to tap you with something you've never seen before, like X-Guard, blah, 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 Spider-Guard, whatever. But no, he thought that, well, see, then you have to break it. See, there's so many things wrong with this picture. I can break it down like 50 million different ways, it looks like. So, I'm so, so, uh, I'm devastated by watching that video, actually. I really am because he, I've he seen injuries happen. Yeah, he was paralyzed. They say he can walk a little bit now, but most of his time is spent in a wheelchair now. So, yeah, it's a very disturbing video. I agree. But listen, I, I totally get what you're saying, but it, that's not the real point here. The, the real point is, one, they should have never been paired in the first place unless it was to be drilling and teaching as you go. Like, put your hand here. I move here. I grab you here. What do you do? That's not the right move. This is why. And then what if I do this, then you do this, and this is why. Like, it's, it's insane how much you have to know. Okay? But none of that was happening. You know what I mean? You're just throwing a black belt and a white belt together. And, and I get it. The dude was just playing. Right? He was. I guarantee he was just playing. He was just trying to be like, look, 
you're bigger than me. Watch this cool move. But here's the real problem with that, though. You don't know if the white belt knows how to roll on his shoulder or not. And that's where it all went wrong. He rolled on his neck. He don't know to tuck his neck. You know what I mean? Why didn't you teach him that in the first place? You know what I'm saying? He was being bullied, really. I mean, if you get down to it, the black belt was bullying him. And this is where it all went wrong. And that's the sensei's fault. The sensei should have had oversight and he should have expedited. He should have been standing there expediting everything that was happening, telling the black belt what to do. That's what an instructor does. If you were my student and you were rolling with someone that was a white belt, I would be right there. I wouldn't just let it happen. I would be looking at you and him, telling you what to do, and then telling him what to do. So the brass tacks of it all is, one, it should never happen. Two, there was no sense they present. Three, here, Daryl, I, I think we, we, we cut up there. Daryl, we broke up for just a moment. Can you hear me? I can. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. So we're about 10 seconds back. Okay, so first, they should never have been paired in the first place. Two, the sensei wasn't there. Three, you don't pair a black belt and a white belt together to roll, like live roll, even if it's for playtime. You know what I mean? So... I'm disturbed by this video so bad. It makes me disgusted. Like, I am fully disgusted. Um, okay, so you took me off base, but we're covering it again, so. Yeah, sorry. Ask me another question. So yeah, that's all right. Yeah, so Henner Gracie received $93,000 to serve as an expert witness for the prosecution. So because of his testimony... Jack Greener, the white belt, is going is awarded by the courts, I think it's $46 million, something like that. So the black belt basically has to go out of business and lose his gem. And a lot of jujitsu purists are saying that's not fair to the black belt gym owner because he didn't do anything malicious. He wasn't doing anything mean on purpose. Do you agree with that? No, he was no, no, he was bullying him. Period. Because, okay, say me and you, right? We know jujitsu. I would never, ever try a knee bar, ankle lock, wrist. Not, I probably wouldn't Americana for more because you could fucking injure some. I'm sorry. You could injure somebody permanently with those things. So, yeah, he's in. Yeah, because a black belt and white belt put together, they should be doing white belt techniques only. And that move that he did, you could see in worlds. Why would you think you could do something that you could do in Worlds on a white belt that's bigger than you? So, like, when he hooked him up, he has to be like, oh, okay, I can't actually get him up, up, so now I have to go 100%. And that's exactly what he did. He went 100%. The white belt had no idea what to do, so he thought, I don't want this to happen to me. You know, he's trying to prove himself. And, 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 see, and that's Greener's fault, too. Okay. But he should never have been put in a situation to be embarrassed in the first place. Because if you're in a jiu-jitsu community like I have been in, we love each other. We're brothers. We never want to hurt each other. That's the last thing you want is to hurt your partner. You know how you not hurt your partner? You protect your partner. You can't. That's like me picking you up and slamming you and like in judo. Do you know how many injuries have been in judo just from tosses? because. The white belt don't know how to land? 
I mean, this, this goes all the way back to Muay Thai too. Like when they're like, here, kick in the leg or go kick the bamboo in half, like stuff like that. Like you don't do that to a white belt, man. Like, so back to my point, the black belt, when he had his back, should have just flattened him out, put a rear naked choke in and said, defend it. Rolled him over to us, like rolled him over, let him fight the hands. I mean, that's how you train. This dude was literally playing and then destroyed a man's life, destroyed his family's life. If he had, imagine if this guy had kids, bro. Like, you just don't know. And the problem is, I'm glad he's out of business, period. He should, he should be in jail, actually, because if you think about it, he was in the wrong from start to finish. And the sensei, whoever taught him, should never teach jiu-jitsu again because if that's how you teach jiu-jitsu, you don't need to be out there because what if it was a kid? What if it was a pregnant lady? You don't even know the lady's pregnant. She's in there rolling. You're going to treat her like that? You see the double standard here? Okay. Yeah. What if that was a lady and then that happened and she was pregnant? Like, could you imagine what would happen to him then? Like, these are things you have to think about as a, as an instructor. You don't think I have to think about this stuff? Like, my martial arts is so scary. If I was, you see me in person the first time when I was having you break stuff over me. Oh yeah. Like martial arts can be very scary. I can be extremely scary. I just choose not to be. I mean, even you can be scary. I mean, the people that have no idea what to do against Kelly Patrick, you know what I mean? But I can pick hundreds of people that I know right now that you could do this to today, right now, this second, but you wouldn't do that. You want to know why? Cause you protect the person too. I can see in your eyes. I already know how you are. This guy Whoever this guy was, he was just playing. I get it, but it was malicious. It was absurd. There was no reason for it whatsoever to pull a world's jujitsu move off. The dude has won a European champion. He was a, a world's champion. Like, like you have to do that to a white belt. It don't make no sense. He should have taken his back, flattened him out, and like I said, go through the motion. But he wanted to bully the white belt, and I've seen it over and over in every gym. Every gym. I've had people come to my gym, try to bully me, and leave crying. You know what I'm saying? And I protected them when I actually was beating them. You have to always consider, like, how much harm are you going to cause, and why are you going to cause it, and how can you prevent serious injury? So when I got my when I got ready for my fight with Brad Barron, I brought in a jiu-jitsu guy because I ain't rolled in, like, three and a half years and he hit me with a wrist lock and I told him I was like look you hurt my wrist now I have to fight in three weeks you know what I mean because you wanted to do a hip wrist lock I was like if I knew we were cheating like that I'd, I'd have jerked your toes off your feet you know what I mean you gotta explain the rules to people and he was trying to bully me but when I got a chance to stand with him I bullied him back and see that was wrong to me though you know what I mean two bads don't make a right Kelly you know that yeah uh, I guess the brass tacks of the matter is the sensei, the instructor. I'm glad they're out of business okay. because if it wasn't if it wasn't that guy, it'd be another guy. If it wasn't that, it's just like um, who's that? Who's that awesome jujitsu guy? Um, man, who is that guy? I know who I'm talking about. Uh, he he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Who is the guy? Help me out. Um, could be a lot of different guys. Recently, Hodger Gracie was a good episode guest. Um, Gordon Ryan. No, I mean he's uh he's brown skin, black hair. Um, I don't know. 
uh, I don't know on on. He's, he's a high profile jujitsu guy. Okay, I'm not sure. He's kind of like George Grigel, but it's not George Grigel, but he kind of looks like him. Okay, I'm not sure. But what what did he say? Well, he's got his own school. Okay, and he had a guy come in trying to be all tough and see. This is another problem with with jujitsu practitioners because you're only doing jujitsu. You're not doing Muay Thai. You're not doing wrestling. You're not doing boxing. You're an expert in jiu-jitsu, and you got these average people who don't know anything about jiu-jitsu. But if you stand a jiu-jitsu guy up on his feet, uh, bring bring a master jiu-jitsu guy to me. And, and no jiu-jitsu, just stand up. See, it ain't fair. So, dude comes in, and he chokes the dude unconscious twice, sleeping in his gym in front of all of his students. You know, you know how disrespectful that really is to a human being? To treat a human being like that, one, is just crazy to me. And this is what this dude did to the poor little white belt. Like, it is uncalled for, brother. I mean, I, I completely agree with the court system. I think they should be burnt at the stake. Okay. Now, Daryl, your uh, uh, proficiency in jiu-jitsu, you've been doing it for years, but overall you'd oh, have yeah. to say your, your strength of your game would probably still be your striking, right? I think I'm, out of all the years that I've trained, I'm, I'm well-rounded in everything. Now. Okay. I would say... Striking, if I have to break into 100%, striking is probably 60, wrestling and jiu-jitsu or half. Okay. Um, now, is there an equivalent to this type of story? Like if someone comes into Dobasutai, you're not trying some real advanced, super advanced move out on the brand new guy with the striking, are you? God, no. You, have, you, know, how many, you know how many hours of – no way, man, because I know how fast stuff can go wrong. It only takes a split second, as we've seen in that video. It takes a split second. And you as a gym owner, an instructor, a black belt that's actually earned it, knowing the price that you paid coming your way up, you should already know, like, why did I even do this? Why would I even Because I saw it. I watched it, like, 50 times. Like, he tried to ump him up, turn him over, and you could tell the guy had no idea how to roll on his shoulder. Because mm -hmm. if he had to tuck his head roll on his shoulder, he'd still be walking around. Yeah. But he didn't want to be bullied. He wanted to use strength. See, that's the thing about jujitsu, and that's what the guy proved. Smaller, on his back, still flipped him over. <clears throat> but it don't take strength, right? <clears throat> but when it comes to an arm bar, knee bar, ankle lock, wrist lock, choke, crank, uh, darse choke, bow and arrow, um, twister. I mean, I mean, dude, I could just pop off submissions like crazy that I know, but it all takes a certain tactical moment. You know, you got to wait like a snake to get these submissions off. Okay. So what he did wrong was, is he like immediately attempted it when he was full strength too. And why would you be rolling that hard with a white belt in the first place? Okay. That makes no sense. Dude, he had his back. He's a black belt. He could have, dude, from, from where he was at, he could have went knee up to his armpit, came around the choke like, uh, a reverse bulldog dude could have turned. He could have came in, went back over to a uh, half Nelson, pushed his head down, could have hit him with an arm bar from the backside, could have taken his leg, cuffed it, went for a one-leg rear naked choke. He could have went for a calf slicer. I mean, if you're trying to do something cool to where you can protect his neck, I mean, there were so many things that I could have done. You know what I mean? Like, he could have even just hooked him up on his side. Like, he had his back, grab his ankle, Put your arm over his shoulder and just kind of like turn him over onto his back. I mean, 
I'm dude. Actually, I'm very upset about it. Actually, I ain't gonna lie because it makes it makes us all look bad. Yeah. Okay. It makes everybody look bad. It makes it, like if I was to show that to people and then say, "Oh, come train." I mean, who wants to train with people who are gonna break your neck? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've been around these instructors that think they're so tough and everything, and they have to prove themselves. Like, who are you proving it to? Ooh, you choked out a white belt. Good for you. You won some world championships. I mean, how do you know if the dude that entered the world's championships? Because here's the thing about tournaments. We can go to M1 basketball games and find those people that are 10 times better than NBA players, 10 times better. Dude, there's fighters out here in the world right now that would smash Adesanya, Pereira, Naganyu, but you just we don't know them because they ain't in the competition because it's all political. I know Amherst. See, I was training 16, 17-year-old kids after five months. I had like a five-set crew of Marines come in, and they all got worked. You know what I mean? I stood there the whole time, one by one, and I watched my teenagers beat these Marines. Guess what? They never came back. Even your gym. Marines would come in and get smashed. You know why? Because we're gladiators at jiu-jitsu. We're not gladiators at eating grass. You know what I mean? And sniping people from a distance and handguns and knives. We're here to tap you out. And that's what we do. Just like wrestlers. I can't walk up to a D1 champion college wrestler and be like, wrestle me? Hell no. I'm not going to. I'm going to try to choke you out. You know what I'm saying? Hit me with a shot. And you're, that's the beauty about jiu-jitsu too. But that's the beauty about wrestling. Like, if you don't get that choke, you're in trouble. Agreed, the, the best thing to get wrestlers is knee bars. You, you want to fight a wrestler? You go for the knees and ankles. Okay. You want to fight a striker? You go for the arms and chokes. You go, you fight a jiu-jitsu guy and you're a jiu-jitsu guy, best jiu-jitsu guy wins. Period. Okay. Well, Daryl, I really appreciate your time uh, for the episode today. Uh, before we wrap things up, how's everything going with you? You're looking good. Oh, I'm in the best shape of my life, bro. Best shape. I've trained. Well, you got to think. So when I train now, I do 90 minutes on elliptical at level 25. I'll pay 100 bucks to anyone that wants to come compete against me on that. You'll never finish. It's too hard. Second, then I go down and I lift upper and lower body. Push, pull. You don't stop. You do two rounds. You do 30 reps per round. Push and pull. Then you go right back. Push and pull. Then I do leg curls and leg thing, too. Leg push. Same thing. Right one after another. And then that's the same 30 reps. And then after that, I get on a Stairmaster. It's either a mile or half a mile. Then after I do that, I go push sleds. Back up, back up, back up, back up. Uh, four 45-pound plates on. And then I do 30 box jumps. Then I do a 30 box jumps, 30 box jumps. So not only am I doing almost 90 box jumps after that, because you have to do up, back, up, back, up, back, up, back. Then you have to do your box jump. Then you have to go up, back, up, back, up, back, up, back, and then do your box jump. And then after that, I go swim 400 yards. Dude, I'm in incredible shape. I, I can, dude. And I'm just getting better. Are, are you going to make a, a uh, re return to the cage? I don't know if anybody wants a 40-year-old. But, um, but I could do something better than that, though. I could gym jump and just go beat everybody that wants a piece and film everything and make my own little mini-movie. Because you know me, I've never been outside my own gym besides my gym. So it's like, it'd be my own little quest to see how good everybody else is. And then doing so, I'm not there to lose. I'm there to embarrass. And I'm not there to hurt. I'm there to embarrass. You know what embarrassing is? Beating you without hurting you. And that's, that's, that's my real main objective. I told you, August, I'll 
July, August, I'll be traveling. And I'll be coming to your gym. Love I it. definitely want to go to Hayes gym because I'm going to tap out little, um, what's his name? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. He's a little tiny dude. I can't wait to mess with him. That's going to be fun for me. I can't wait to roll with you. Uh, Paul? Brian. Can't wait to see how good Paul. Can't wait to see how good Brian is. Brian Phillips. I just want to see how good everybody is. Yeah. Oh, people. Yeah. I mean, I can do it playfully. I love playful rolling and playful fighting. You know, you know me. I don't like to hurt people. So unless I have to, you know that. Unless I absolutely have to. And you know, I love to troll. Ooh, I got hit on the chin in a fight. Who cares? I loved every second of it. I actually set myself up for it on accident. And then the choke thing. I mean, the dude could squeeze hard. I didn't even, I was just playing there for a second. And next thing you know, I was like, huh. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's why you don't leave your crowders out. But I did it on purpose, too, though. You know what I mean? I wasn't there playing around having time. Here, wait one moment, Daryl. Daryl, are you there? We're, we're breaking up. We're breaking up. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. No, I, I, I do yeah. appreciate. I know we went a little bit over on the time. I do appreciate you being flexible with me, being able to chat a little bit more. Um, Daryl, thank you very much for your time. Oh, that's always a pleasure, Bob. And that was a good episode. That was, I mean, people need to hear my perspective on this because it's its a real perspective. You know, I'd like to think I'm smarter than everybody else anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what I saw in that film is disgusting and, and it's so many different levels. And anyone that's listening to this that runs a gym or you're an instructor or anything like that, I mean, think about your student. Don't think about yourself. Think about your students. Like, safety. You know I mean, it's crazy that that happened because they weren't thinking about the safety, period. You don't, it only takes one wrong movement, bro. You know this. And anything, when it comes to Americana, Kimura, I mean, dude, even just a little bit of pressure. I mean, just, it only takes that little bit. And that's why I always try to tell my students, you're not here to hurt each other. You're here to help each other learn. All right. But no, I'm about to start the fight team again soon. I'm getting closer to that, too. I love it. You know I'll be here for it. I'd love to uh, stay up to speed on it. But, Daryl Ray, thank you very much for your time. Have a great rest of your evening. Thank you. See you, bud. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to The Kelly Patrick Show. Of course, we will have another episode out soon. <laughs>